0: everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch this podcast. I'm Alan.
1: I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin.
0: And we are the show that people on the internet have called three white guys on the internet being three white guys on the internet. Nothing more pure than that. (laughs) Really? Welcome. (laughs) That's a real real review. (laughs) And I'm going to put that on all of our business cards going forward. Um,
1: (laughs) We've never been more accurately described.
0: We have not. (laughs) Um, but it works. It fits. And I think a lot of it has to do with your Numa Numa last week.
1: Oh, of course it does. I mean, I took the most. Yeah.
0: Which was, I think was a pretty big hit. So, um,
1: (laughs) well, good thing. I'm not lined up to potentially dance to something else soon in the future.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That, that'd be a shame. That Um, would be a shame. (laughs) Completely off on a different topic. Let's talk a little bit about the spider bet.
1: Stuff happened, Um, I heard.
0: Stuff has happened. Uh, What have you heard?
1: I heard that Daredevil is now confirmed in the movie, which makes one of the two leaked pictures entirely factual, which means it makes the other of the two leaked pictures possibly more factual, which, damn it.
0: So um, he hasn't been confirmed from what I heard for Spider-Man No Way Home, but Charlie Cox has been confirmed to be returning to the MCU. As do.
1: Oh, okay. I thought he was confirmed for No Way Home.
0: I mean, I think it's pretty much confirmed for No Way Home. Sure. Um, because Kevin Feige, the the way like Kevin Feige can keep his cool, but Amy Pascal in that video clip cannot. And I think, <laughs> I think she's been looking at like the the pictures, like frames from uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse for too long, because her hair is turning into like Doc Ock's hair in that movie. Um. <laughs> But she like she can't keep a poker face like if like I'm pretty sure he's in the movie. So uh, there, and there were some other leaks that I told we talked about last night on on the mm-hmm. stream about the soundtrack uh, and certain themes from the scores of previous films returning. Uh, which i refuse to listen to. I'm I'm in lockdown for Spider-Man. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to see another single frame of the movie. I don't hear an ounce of music. I don't read a line of dialogue. I'm on lockdown what I see next Sunday cuz that's the only time I have tickets right now. What I see next weekend is what I see and I'm trying to avoid everything from here on out.
1: Do either of you have the feeling that it's they've given away too much the plot? in the trailer already or the trailer because no. i feel like they have
0: no no i i don't think they have brian what do you think
2: i'm gonna hold off my answer till i see the movie okay fair that's a good here's
0: my thing like we know what peter's motivation is like mm-hmm. why like why he like we know what his kind of his story is we, mm-hmm. you got like all these villains come in you got to get them you, you get we gotta we have to send them back. We don't know what the villain's motivation is, and I feel like it's a little bit more than we don't want to go back to our worlds where we die. Like I like that. I don't think I don't think that's the whole story because if you look at the marketing for Far From Home, like they didn't really reveal anything about Mysterio's side of the story at all in the marketing.
1: No, that's fair. They just revealed that he was there, and they kept like what his motivation was pretty yeah. under wraps, which is good.
0: And I and I think. I think certain things in this movie are j- as much of a secret as, oh yeah, Mysterio's the bad guy in Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: <laughs> I What a dumb reveal in that movie. Because you knew he was the bad guy, but they're like, here's this superhero from another world. Taylor like Swift knew like 10
0: years ago too. So
1: Taylor Swift?
0: Oh yeah. You're not on that side of the internet, are you?
1: No, what happened? Taylor
0: Swift has a whole song about Jake Gyllenhaal that was just on one of her... Uh, taylor versions albums
1: what was the song like was it like he's such a great guy thanks no god it's a taylor swift song what do you think i don't know (laughs) oh no jake gyllenhaal why are you a jerk uh
0: so ryan i got a question for you because i think devin and i talked about this a little bit have you seen the spider-man into uh across the spider-verse part one trailer
2: Mm, no
0: okay I, have not. I knew i should have sent that out today i forgot uh, i mean it looks good so yeah we're getting we're getting i'm a little bit worried like i'm always so confident with the spider bat stuff i'm a tad bit worried
1: because of because of that
0: because of that so uh-huh. it's spider man across the spider verse part one Mm-hmm. and part of me wonders if sony's like you know what part two we're gonna make it live action
1: Part two is the thing Devin said, isn't
0: it? Maybe. That's
1: what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know.
0: I don't think so. I think, I think, I'm still confident in the Spider-Man. The the only thing that's really shaken me a little bit is like, well, what if this is the part two? What if this is what Devin's been talking about? I don't think it is. I think you're still dead wrong. (laughs) Um, But yeah.
1: At least you're confident that I'm dead wrong. So, I have a piece of movie news because I don't think we've seen every anything this week. So, I wanted to pull up some movie news for you guys. Okay. Um, I have a piece of movie news that actually makes me really upset. So, are you guys familiar at all with the Uncharted games slash the Uncharted movie that Tom Holland is going to be in?
0: Yes. I
2: know the movie. I haven't yeah. played the games.
1: You know the movie. In, in Allen, are you basically the same, the same way?
0: I think I have the games on my PlayStation. Like, I bought them when they were free mm-hmm. from PlayStation Plus, but I haven't played them.
1: So, they are some of my favorite games. I think that they capture the whole, like, Indiana Jones thing better than than anything recently. Um, and I just okay. really enjoy that, that franchise a lot. I worry about the movie in general, mostly because of some of the stuff that came out about, like, what Tom Holland said when he was on set, and, like, how he approached the character, which makes me worried for a movie. Also, I just don't like video game adaptations. We did our whole video game movie
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: triple feature, and, like, I think we picked one of the good ones one and a half of the good ones um mario does not count as one of the good ones in case you were wondering detective pikachu is my half mortal kombat is my one um but i I always worry about video game movies especially for video games that i genuinely like but um now they just released that they're going to be giving away a free movie ticket for a free ticket to the movie if you buy like the uncharted remastered collection which makes me feel like this movie is just gonna suck Like, I don't, I don't, I feel like no movie that stands on its own is just giving away free tickets.
0: I, I kind of feel bad for Tom Holland because he went right into, right from filming that, which is like a lot of stunts and heavy, heavy work. And you have to work with Mark Wahlberg, which I'm sure is a blast uh, (laughs) right into Spider-Man yeah. and Spider-Man's coming out first. So I don't know. Like it's, it's weird.
2: Yeah. So I, so th- the one thing i have been binging recently mm-hmm. is the i've been watching a lot of like the toys that made us episodes oh, yeah. i've been going through all of that and watching all of them and at this point promotional stuff to me as soon like you said about you know like getting a ticket whenever you buy like yeah. the remastered thing to me that's just advertising noise. I, oh, really? Just it I, doesn't mean anything? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I mean, like, I used to be one of those people where it's like, oh, I get a free movie if I get a, a free ticket if I buy this. Like, well, they're pretty much paying you to go see the movie. Like, yeah. um, no. Like, I get that. But after seeing the, the, some of those toys that made us episodes and seeing all of the, like, promotional stuff that they did that was just the studios or toy companies being greedy... It doesn't really go into my book anymore of like a flag uh, for films. Sure.
0: Um, depending on what it is, I'll, I'll buy this stuff. Like if it's a special edition Blu-ray and I get mm-hmm. a free ticket or a discount off of that, I'll, I'll do it. But that's about it. It's
1: kind of something you want anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it is along those same lines. I don't know. It, I get real weird about marketing sometimes though. And, and maybe it's just cause I don't know. I, I, have been marketed to in weird ways for weird movies sometimes. Uh, But I don't know. We all have (laughs) been. We all have been. I have, I I think I have a very distinctive like hatred for like how John Carter of Mars uh, marketed itself. And now I'm just like afraid that they're all doing that kind of thing. How
2: how did they market market it themselves? Because I have to admit, I remember seeing a trailer once, but I had no interest at all in that. And so I just ignored everything that I saw for it.
1: They would be um they would be basically just like you would be scrolling YouTube and then it would go over top of your YouTube video.
0: Not to mention the name of that movie is just John Carter. Like who, Yeah, I mean also that. Who, who's that? Like I don't know who right. John Carter <laughs> this is. This dude All 80s and 90s toys were designed to make money. Yep. Yeah, especially I after mean, the well, I mean, yeah, and you have George Lucas to thank for that because he made such bank off of Star Wars because he sold he sold uh, his share of the profits of the film for the merchandising rights. So every toy that anyone bought, he got the money from and that's what built ILM and Skywalker it was, Ranch.
1: well, and, and part of it was market regulation from from Reagan. Where basically, like, Transformers and everyone was made just to sell toys. Like, My Little Pony was just a vehicle to sell the My Little Pony toys. Because you can now market directly to kids, but you have to kind of be tricky about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And, like,
1: that's all the 80s well, and 90s was.
2: Well, I mean, uh, okay, so... I, I get this. I've heard it by everyone about the whole, you know... Like, that whole thing with toys during that t- those, like, 20 years. Yeah. My thing? Are... Should this even be... A topic of contention, or a topic to like prove a point, because no. we live in a society where people just want to make money. So people are going to do everything they can to make money. So if something's on the shelf to be sold, regardless if it's a toy and a um, a hair dryer or a, a can of soda, it's you know pe- people only do that to make money.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, I think I think the point so. of contention is marketing to kids. I think that's the I think that's the deal because like well, yeah, you know, it, and it like the content of the shows weren't the best. Like they weren't the most thought provoking. But be- like you were never gonna like change the world after watching an episode of like Transformers or He Man and like you were gonna learn moral lessons. But I went out and bought a Transformers like everything because I loved t- the the concept of it.
0: Tell that to Transformers and Kevin Smith.
2: Transformers. <laughs> fair. Fair. Trans transformers Uh working as a team okay gi joe the more you know knowing okay (laughs) knowing the topics that you're dealing with okay you had that the turtles and they were there for the environment you know you need to make sure you don't litter or (laughs) else you're going to hurt four innocent turtles exactly (laughs) All of these cartoons were pointless, yes, but they all had to have some type of driving message, as what Devin said when it came to the regulations of stuff, mm-hmm. and they did actually teach kids stuff because they were watching. I It wasn't all pointless. Yeah, I... I, my uh, in my entire life, I always took my scissors and I cut those six-pack soda things, those plastic yeah. rings. I always cut those. Do I know why I always cut those? The marketing... The marketing yeah. on kids' cartoons, strings, GI fans. Joes. Yeah.
1: I've 100%. always done that. So then I've
2: always done that.
1: So then I have a I have a funny question that I don't even know the answer to. For me, what's the best example of like good content and good like product, like like the best like direct product tie-in that you can possibly think of? Where you're sitting there, and you're like, they're just making this for for the toys, or they're just making this to sell the other thing. But dang it, I'm into it. Cause I, I think my favorite is gonna have to be Turtles. Cause like I went deep, like I got real, real into Turtles. My straight answer is,
2: you know, my straight answer is Turtles. I wasn't, I was, I was a Ninja Turtle kid. But my conspiracy theory answer is Home Improvement with Tim Allen. (laughs) Hold on, what? Yeah, (laughs) Home Improvement (laughs) for Tim Allen was just. (laughs) What what, what was just a show derived at men to buy more tools? That's it. Home Depot and Lowe's would not be where they are or tractor supply or any other O'Reilly auto parts. They wouldn't be anywhere where they wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for home improvement.
1: Has anyone ever done the cultural significance of home improvement? They
2: should. I'm telling you, there's a huge cultural impact from that show.
1: it, It doesn't even have to be they. It could be us. We can do a home improvement special where we talk about it and its cultural significance.
0: We we should do a, a Patreon podcast where we just rewatch Home Improvement oh. and see. Well, because think about it, how much big stuff from the 90s came came from that show? You had not only Tim Allen, but you had JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
1: Oh right, JTT. Plus yeah.
0: that's where Pamela Anderson got her start.
1: It is I forgot um, about her. It's also Ugh. where I got but into cars. But for me, I,
0: Heidi all day, like Heidi, like Heidi is my tool girl. <laughs> Heidi
1: over Pamela Anderson, <laughs> okay. really? Yep. Oh, all right, all right. We'll have to throw it down later. I get it. We'll all
0: we'll I, all wear uh, flannel shirts and be like Al Borland. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think we all own flannel shirts. I really. Shirts.
2: And you know what? I really think that's why millennials are so hard up on beards.
0: Do you really? Yeah. of uh, this is this is taking a weird turn, and I kind of like it. Um, I don't know if it's is it Al Borland, is it more, you, or is it, or is it William Riker, or is it a combination of both? I don't know that I would say. More people watched William Home Riker.
2: Improvement than Star Trek. More mainstream people watched Home Improvement than Star Trek.
1: Does it does it help if I would if my genuine answer for me having a beard is because I look like a Muppet without one, and has nothing to do with who I thought was cool with a beard?
2: no because we're spinning this back to child advertising so fair, your mind fair. is young and moldable so when you see a generally good character on tv that has a beard that's always there for his friend you're going to want to identify with that and i really think that's why so many kind-hearted guys have beards nowadays i'm so trying to be nice to you too and i'm not getting to thank you so no no, you know, no, no. Real, i, I love it thank you i was, I
3: was <laughs> looking
1: up best characters with beards and i think my big one was Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> from rudolph that was my that was my my dude um, he's number two then
0: <laughs> i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of my example of best um best content to sell stuff and the only thing i could think of is clue clue yeah yeah clue oh yeah oh, this, okay. that pretty much just exists to sell the board game I yeah guess. i mean even the
1: structure of the ending like is basically just sell the board game um no, I'm with you. Sports.
0: I watched home improvement in Argentina.
2: That's an amazing place to watch yeah. home improvement. I'm I'm, t- I'm telling you home improvement is culturally more sig- significant than people think. During my answer, it was half joking, half serious. Like uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm saying I, I. I don't know one person who didn't watch at least one full season of of Home Improvement.
0: You, you know what sucks? Like I wanted to make a joke after you said Home Improvement, but you made a good point, so I couldn't do it. I just really <laughs> want to be like. I don't think so, Ryan. Moving on, like. <laughs> but I no, couldn't that do that. Really but instead, point. I'll just do this. I'll just hide the bottom of my face into my microphone. <laughs>
1: I mean that's fair too, because like that, I'll get people that reference that. It's like that "Run Forest Run." Like that yeah. movie came out what fifty years ago, and like people will still Forest Gump. Mind. Stop, stop. Yeah, Forrest well, Gump came <laughs> in, out in <laughs> no, 1994.
2: Stop.
1: Yeah, You're not 50. twelve, Devin.
2: Stop it. Hold on. 1994
1: <sighs> is when it came out.
2: Yeah, it came out in the 90s, man. It came out in the mid early 90s. I'm doing the
0: math. You sound like Tom Holland. You guys remember that really old movie with the things walking in the snow? <laughs> I mean, the movie's still like twenty, twenty, or over
1: twenty-five years old. I think.
0: Yes,
2: that doesn't make it means it's
1: fifty. But it means we're it's not, very old. But it means it's so weird that, that, that is not how guys is my point. No, we're all no.
0: older than Forrest Gump.
1: Still, there's a, no. a restaurant.
0: Look at us. There is a Devin, Forrest Gump Devin. restaurant in Times Square. How is that not culturally re- relevant? Devin, <laughs>
2: Devin. No, 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 Devin. No, 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 no. We're about to talk about a movie that came out in 1992. So I don't want to hear it. Okay.
1: Okay. We'll get to the movie. Okay. Fair. Fair.
2: <laughs> and that's not how rounding numbers work. Okay. You go to 30, <laughs> not don't 50. Don't just double it. <laughs> okay. Alan, do you want to <laughs> go? Do <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I guess we can get into today's main topic now. Um, <laughs> do Sorry. we have anything anything else news wise we want to talk about?
1: I can't think of anything else to be honest. Ryan
0: and I officially have our Spider-Man No Way Home tickets. So I
1: do too. I do too.
0: So we'll be talking about that not next week, but the week after. So two weeks, guys. Two, two more weeks. weeks and then we'll be deep diving in the Spider-Man. And we will have the official winner of the Spider bet declared on the show it's going be me it's and then great. hopefully by the time new year's comes around we'll have our uh
2: video of devin walking down the street
0: <laughs> dancing down the street <laughs> or dancing me. down we, the street i i did i did make the stipulation that if only one spider-man shows up that's not t- uh tom holland i will do mm-hmm. a scene from the spider-man 4 <laughs> scripts that good. devin found so um so I'll stay like tuned for scene. that it'll be a good one but today, our main topic is Ryan's pick for the week, which is the 1992 film, Alien Th- Cubed. Alien. <laughs> Three, Three Alien. alien. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, so, Ryan, you go ahead and take it away.
2: Okay. So, uh, a- Alien Cubed or Alien 3, I've always referred to it as Alien 3. I am not a gatekeeper, so you're not going to hear any complaining about me on that. Um came out in 1992 as our as i mentioned before and it was directed by david fincher fincher Fetcher, fincher fincher, fincher. um who fincher, I also di- oh. yeah oh, it hurts. um yeah it does hurt um <laughs> who also directed seven if i'm correct uh, on yeah that? oh, that's cool um one of my favorite horror slash suspense movies um and who also hates this movie, but we'll get to that later. Uh, oh, Devin, your face is exactly the way I expected it to be. You know. um, it stars Sigourney Weaver as it, as it should. It's one of the original Alien films, and a host of other characters that we're going to get to. Um, the movie, the premise of uh, the the premise is simple. It starts right at the end of Aliens, 2. or just Aliens. They fall from the sky. The three other survivors die, Ripley's alive, and she lands on a prison planet that's full of religious extremists, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. And then an alien follows, and alien stuff ensues. I first saw this movie when I was in college, because um, it took me that long to actually get to it. I was a big fan of the first two films, mm-hmm. and I have to say I, um, I did not really like it at first, and then I eventually saw the special edition of it and i completely changed my mind on it and it's turned into one of my favorite uh alien movies uh and i really want to get to what you guys think because that's really all i have for for the start so who wants to go first
1: go
0: ahead alan oh man you're (laughs) gonna make me go first i'm gonna do it (laughs) ryan 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 i know how much you love these movies uh you probably should have told me to watch a special edition because I absolutely hated this one. Uh, <laughs> I have so many issues with just the setup of this movie that um, we can get into then. And I understand, yeah. I understand why David Fincher doesn't like this movie having read up on it because I, yeah. I did, I did, I did some homework outside of the movie for this, uh, which we can talk about then. But, yeah, I was not – I could not get into this. Wow. Um, There's a twist in here that I saw coming a mile away. um, And I just – I had a really hard time getting invested in these characters. So. Okay.
1: Devin? Okay. So this movie, for me, I didn't do any research because I wanted you guys to – talk. I wanted to talk about it with you guys. So I wanted to go into a lot of this blind. So I don't know – any of the history with it. I didn't know that David Fincher didn't like this movie. I thought that the original Alien trilogy was generally pretty well-loved and that the trilogy was well-loved and that the rest of them is when they start to get a little contentious. So I just went into this thinking, oh, this is a good movie. Um, For me, it's a movie of dichotomies. I have never cared less about a supporting cast in an Alien movie than I have in this one. (laughs) Um, But I have never cared more about Ripley than her in this movie she was phenomenal here and like it she is what like drew me in and kept me in this movie to the point where it turned my opinion of the movie around especially by the end so i yeah i i I can't say that i didn't like the movie because i did i really did i think that there is some confusing visual effects in it um and and there's some and maybe i'm just wrong and we can talk about that interesting camera work that made some scenes confusing for me. Um, okay. But I I liked the plot. I like what they did with Ripley a lot and I like where she was, you know, from where she started, I think.
2: Okay. Okay, um, so before we get into this, I'm going to say that I completely forgot about the whole special edition theatrical version thing when I was talking to you guys, or else mm-hmm. I would have had you watch a special edition one. I didn't realize that till this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the differences, When you don't in mind me asking? About 40 minutes. Holy cow. Oh, God. There's <laughs> uh, the original cut. Well, maybe not 40, more like 30. The, uh, the theatrical version, I think, is 114 minutes the um, and the special editions like 144 okay um, so I want to so I want to explain some things that are different between the two a few a few of them real simply and then we'll get into the problems because there are a lot of problems with the theatrical version it's basically a summarized crap piece that the studio forced the the, the director and editor to actually put out Ew. in theaters and that's what happened so one, you know the scene where they start talking about, you know, rumor control? Yeah. And they start talking about Ripley. That happens that happens in the theatrical version like 5 minutes in. Yeah. If that, it's real quick. Yeah. It's it's like 15 minutes in in the special edition. Okay. Um they actually find Ripley on her own. The prisoners go out, they find everyone else. There is no dog involved in it. Those were scenes cut in after they were done filming. Um, uh, instead of a dog, it's a bull. And th- that accounts for the size difference of the xenomorph throughout the film. In some scenes, he's like eight feet tall. Yeah. And in okay. others, he's the size of like a like a lab. So uh-huh. wait, that's why.
0: Originally it was supposed to be a bull.
2: It was a bull. So in well, an ox. Okay. In the Um, in, in the, in the director's cut in the Mm -hmm. special edition version of this, um, instead of a crane lifting the escape pod Mm -hmm. into like the, like trash yard, it washes up on the beach and the prisoners bring down their ox that they have on the planet to do like help with manual labor and they use i think like six or seven oxes to pull the thing off the beach and they bring one of them in because one of them falls over Mm. dead and so they drag it in and when he's and when that one guy is going through his speech Mm -hmm. and and they show the dog like the chest burster bursting out of the dog Mm -hmm. it's not bursting out of a dog it's bursting out of a a dead ox that's hanging by its feet in the meat locker
1: oh weird I
2: and you know, no. there's a and it's not CGI. There's a puppet that crawls away, not the cra- really crappy CGI that's in this.
1: <laughs> I like that because I, I think it didn't set a good tone that like crane scene. Like I didn't like yeah. that. at all. It like took me a while to understand that there were humans on top of it because it like didn't look good.
2: Yeah. Um. So there's that. The second thing is in the special edition, they do a lot more with the prisoners. Okay. They do a lot of more one-on-one life, life, uh, life, life as it is conversation. Like mm-hmm. before Ripley comes into the cafeteria, before she does her like, you know, like shaved head, you know, you know, like showing herself to everyone. Yeah. The leader, the pastor goes over to two guys who are talking and pretty much calls them out for talking crap on another prisoner mm. and pretty much sets them right. And that they have to go do what they're supposed to do with that prisoner that they don't like and then she comes in.
1: I think that would have helped because I feel like I you really connected with the marines in alien too
2: like you because really did. you because you saw them do marine things with yeah. each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you see the prisoners do prison things mm-hmm. in this. okay and so yeah, I think that. that
1: was it because you definitely could tell the movie wanted you to really <clears> care <throat> about these characters. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, I could not.
2: And then the third thing and last thing that I'll go over. And then if we hit other stuff, I'll bring it up then. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember when everything blows up and they failed to trap the alien?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. In the special edition, they trap the alien. Oh. Because everything blows up too soon, like it does. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they're trying to run away from it. And then the alien appears because everybody got separated, they all get back together except one guy is separated between the group and, uh, between the group and himself by the xenomorph that crawls out of the air shaft, yeah. and he makes the split-second decision to save everyone, and he runs into that room, making the xenomorph chase him, and then somebody runs up behind and closes the door, and then you hear, and they stand there for about 20, for about 15 seconds while you hear the guy being eaten alive behind oh, wow. the, the behind the 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 the, 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 the door mm-hmm. and then that crazy guy that had his face covered in blood who they chained yeah. to the bed yeah he talks uh, he gets one, one, one of the other prisoners to set him free and he goes down and kills the guard in fact when they're doing the body pickup and the priest goes over and goes oh no you know they got him too or whatever mm-hmm. that line is dubbed and he actually goes up and says, oh, no, you know, like he's dead, too, because that crazy guy slit his throat and let the 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 alien back open because he thought it was a demon there to save him. Oh. And then let the xenomorph back out.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's more interesting than what we got. As I'll give you that. It,
2: yeah. So it's different. I, this is sure. on me. Yeah. I this is on me I totally forgot to mention this whole thing and I didn't realize that until I started watching it and it, uh, honestly on my player, player, and it came up so.
0: well, everything you just described it sounds interesting but having watched this one i don't know if I ever want to watch the special edition um
1: so what what was so like egregiously bad about this one that you're just like I don't want to give that one another chance so like, what didn't you like
0: I think my biggest problem with it is the fact that that everyone we come to know in the previous film is killed off screen. And we're just <laughs> like, okay, we, we want to tell a story with Ripley, but we have all this. Spe- it's kind of like, it's kind of like when Robert Zemeckis put Marty's girlfriend in the car and back to the end, back to the future, then they go to do yeah. back to the future later. Like, Oh, well, now we have Jennifer here. What are we going to do with Jennifer? <laughs> oh, let's just drop her off and ignore her the whole time. Except for in this, they kill the kid. Um They did. I I I like I understand that the the story of Ellen Ripley is one where she just gets shit on all the time, but I you get so invested in those characters from Aliens that when you come in and get these new characters, it's like, okay, but you're all just going to die anyway. So why, why should I put the investment into getting to know who you are? Um, Sir Lannister. Like I, like, <laughs> it's Tywin Lannister. Like I, like it, it, it just, it set the mood. Like, it takes everything that happens in aliens, like all those relationships and just throws them to the side. It, it's a lot like, Do it. It's a lot like Star Wars. (laughs) The Last Jedi. (laughs) Ryan Johnson did a lot of things. And then a lot of people were not happy with that film. So then Lucasfilm had J.J. Abrams come back and really ignore a lot of what happened in The Last Jedi. And I think you kind of have the same thing happening here. And I don't think that's all David Fincher's fault. I think a lot of that has. No, it's not. Like. (laughs) Like the fact that they find Ripley and the el- others separate in the special edition, I think, is the most intriguing thing to me. Because in this, like, oh, yeah, these ones are dead. But wait, we've got a live one. <laughs> um, that was my main issue. So we, I got off to a rough start with this movie. Uh, after that, like, I was starting to get invested in the Charles Dance Doctor character but mm-hmm. as soon as he like has a moment of uh has, has like a, a a good kind of semi-romantic moment with Ripley where he's where he's vulnerable and confesses to her like the, his true story then he dies and I'm like oh well why why movie why do i care why do i care about <laughs> anyone you're this except for Ripley uh, so it was just like, okay, I guess it's an alien movie. Ripley's gonna fight aliens. Let's just let's just see what happens. Okay,
2: <laughs> Devin, do you have anything to say to any of that?
1: I mean, Alan's not wrong. I thought it was weird. I thought it was <laughs> bold that they killed the they killed the kid right away, mm-hmm. like off screen. I kind of liked it. They brought back Milk Robot for half a scene. That was always nice because I was like, oh, look, he's not really dead, but kind of, and that was cool. Um, but no, I can agree that like, I think that might be why I wasn't attached to the characters because I, I knew like part of it felt a little formulaic where they were like, there's not something killing people down there. It's just an accident. And I'm like, okay, but then more people get die from the alien and then they're all going to die from the alien because that's what happened in the first one. Got it. Um, so like that one felt a little bit like the first one to me. So I was, I think that's why I wasn't invested in them, but I think the whole, like the, the part that I liked was I saw more of the world in this one. And I think I like the world building in in Alien Three a lot more than I liked it up until this point. Cause I like the idea of like the Wailing Yatani Corporation and what they're doing. And I like to get another little peek behind that. I like the fact that they sent the and the real guy behind the Android, so Ellen or sorry, so Ripley had like a real face to look at. Or a real face, but like a, a friendly one to look at.
0: Oh, <laughs> Hold on a second. Do you really think that was the real guy? Because I'm like, no, that's just another robot. Like they're just. Oh, dying. did you think so? Oh, I oh, yeah. bought it.
2: Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, no. the real one. It, to me, the way that I see it, the importance of everything. Yeah. And the way that I have seen uh, the owner of the company uh, mm-hmm. shown in the other movies, I th- I'm willing to bet that it's the real one. But mm-hmm. the one big piece of evidence that swings into Alan's favor um is when he gets hit by the wrench and he's standing there yelling at yeah. Ripley and his ear is literally falling off yeah like a flapus, you yeah. know just like a flap I mean even though the blood's you know even though the milk is red or blood <laughs> it, it looks to be blood
0: it's strawberry it milk.
2: could totally yeah strawberry. that's gone bad it could totally be you know just dyed milk for it to be, you know, more human looking, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, like that whole thing. Um, but I truly feel that it is like an actual like person. Mm-hmm. I do. But I, again, I a piece of evidence that swings really heavy in Alan's favor is the fact that his ear is just kind of flapping there <laughs> as he's yelling at Ripley from <laughs> behind the
0: fence. He <laughs> looks like Mike Tyson got a hold of him. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I, I liked that scene because I liked the whole like, Come with us. We have a ship. We'll just pop yeah. that right out of you. And I was like, I don't trust him. They're not going to do that. Yeah. They're going to take it. They're yeah. going to make their own but, but you, science fiction.
0: But you trust that he's actually a robot. Like everything, everything select- he says is a lie. <laughs> everything yeah. he says is a lie. So I'm not, I'm not he doesn't so even work for the company. He's just there lying. Like he's just. Okay. So, they
2: found. so I'm going to touch on something because we touched on that scene. Okay. In the theatrical version, she falls in and gets just engulfed by the fumes and goes splash down, and she's liquefied. Sure. In the special edition, <laughs> uh-huh. chestburster comes out. No, 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 no! I've got no, that, that flipped. Yeah, that happened. I got that for me. flipped. In the special edition, she just falls in. Nothing happens because you already know that it's in her. You already yeah. know that the chest burster's in her, so she just mm. falls into the vat before it bursts out of her chest. In the theatrical version, the studio wanted the burster to come out as she was falling down, so so that was a reshoot with her falling off. <laughs> they did a reshoot on that and put her in a bald cap because she was already grew her hair back for another movie she was <laughs> working
1: on. <laughs> okay, hold on, I might want to fight that. I loved where she was holding the chest burster.
2: Honestly, same here. And I was actually yeah. upset that it wasn't in the special edition, because, like I said I've I mean, it's like I watch these kind of depending on how much time I have to watch the mm-hmm. movie, it depends which 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 whoa whoa whoa, whoa and I pick to watch sure. and at this point, I like the original cut just for nostalgia's sake, and that's really it, mm-hmm. especially if I just want to watch a summarized version and and I don't want to sit through hundred and forty four minutes <laughs> I mean fair. So, um, so, uh, so there's that. Now, Alan's take is the more mainstream take for the real hard alien fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't like the way it went. They feel that both of her like crew members from Alien should have lived, and that they totally screwed up when they did that. Um, right. There, there were scripts made where they didn't die. But the first time a script was done where they did, the studio didn't want that to change. And every script that was Uh, redone after that was done with that happening. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an audiobook that's done of the script where they live. And get this, instead of religious extremists being prisoners on a backworld planet, they're pretty much on a wooden Death Star in space. What?
0: So I I actually listened to the audio play. It's not an audio book. It's a two hour two and a half oh. hour audio play. That's the homework I did okay. after the after the movie. Oh, I wanna like, okay. I wanna know what yeah. this is. They bring back um Michael Bean and the actor who played mm-hmm. uh Bishop. So they're yeah, both wow. in it. Um so yeah, so they, they show who the Marines they like, are at war with in this mm-hmm. universe, which is the um UPP United Planetary something uh so like they live but Ripley's in a coma the whole time it's we- it's weird that way like oh. it kind of flips the script so i don't know if they like just didn't get Sigourney Weaver back for the whole movie but she's just in a coma the whole time um but the alien the way the aliens show up this time is through uh dna splicing kind of like people start transforming into high hy- human alien hybrids.
1: Ew.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and it's like a contagion. Uh, so like certain people are, in, are infected and others aren't, uh, new lives. They send her off before shit goes South. So she's safe the whole time. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely different from alien three, but also like, it does have that kind of the same elements, like, like somebody who stands like for for different ideals than what, uh, Michael bean's character stands for. And like these two warring factions between Mm -hmm. the company and this like peaceful, um, commune of planets, um, I enjoyed it. I think it's worth listening to. Um,
1: You know, the one thing I do like about it that I think I was missing from this is it didn't give us more information about the aliens, this movie and this audio play seems like it really does. And it's like, okay, here's more about the aliens, I think.
0: And I think some of what Ridley Scott does down the line in Prometheus kind of started with what is in this version of the screenplay.
3: Interesting.
2: Okay. So, in getting... uh, And since Ron Wrigley Scott, uh, one of the reasons why I like this movie, Mm -hmm. okay, um, is I like the fact that it kind of ties some of the feel from Alien and some of the feel from aliens and it kind of pulls them together. You get the action sequences that was in aliens to a point. Mm -hmm. um, But you also get the feeling of alien where these people are trapped and there's really no help for them. And that's where the director of aliens three was trying to go. But Fox wanted everything to be sped up because they wanted the movie out in spring of 2000 uh, of, uh, of 1992 so he was having to do stuff that he didn't want to do because he was trying to make Aliens 3 a homage to Wrigley Scott and Alien. That's tough. That's a And tough Fox pretty much, you know, like went in and uh, and twisted the knife. Yeah,
0: and I saw it was so bad that Sigourney Weaver was like coming to David Fincher's defense, like impressed mm-hmm. for the movie. Like, yeah, this is the movie he wanted to make, but it's what we got. yeah.
2: And then I think it was in in an interview when he was do, uh when he was going the rounds and doing interviews for the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Um somebody asked him about what his thoughts on Aliens 3 was since that was like his big start. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much said I ha- I hate it. <laughs> I'm mean, um, because
1: it it if it was that contentious like I wonder if you just don't want to talk about it anymore like you you've moved on you've done other things.
2: Yeah. And there's there's a lot of crap between him and Fox and pretty much Aliens 3 e- even though I like it and even though there's other stuff that that that, uh, that 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 I like about it. I will I will say and I will agree with, you know, the fact that the studio messed it up. If it wasn't for the studio sticking their nose in it or wanting to rush things, Aliens Three might have been just as popular as Alien or Aliens.
3: Mm.
1: Um, It's interesting. interesting Depending also depending on the script. I mean, sure. (laughs) Yeah, because it sounds like they were really different. I mean, Alan, do you know what version of the script got turned into the audio play? Was this like was this like version number one or like it
0: was the second draft by William? Gibson's and so I think there were did, he like did, he four did a few, others before then. yeah he did a few so the first version that he did uh, was popular on the internet like it leaked in the early days of the internet so a lot of people uh, went to that but like well we could have had this as an alien movie and then he did it when he the second draft of that I guess because they cleaned it up a bit was turned into not only the audio play but also dark horse dark horse comics did a graphic novel of it as well oh they did a five cool. issue mm-hmm. comic run of it um which if i can find is going to be ryan's uh christmas present but i can, find <laughs> it. I can only find it for like a hundred dollars and, and like ryan i love you but i don't love you that much yeah no, <laughs> no, no no
2: i wouldn't want you to spend that much i wouldn't want you to spend that much but um because this film can be contentious and people kind of look at me sideways whenever they say, like, this is your favorite one. I'm like, yeah, personally, it is. Why? And I'm expecting to be, like, pummeled. Um, because of the special edition, I like the prisoners. I like the idea of her getting stuck again. Yeah, it sucks that Hicks and Newt got killed. But at the same time, I don't really feel like the alien storyline is one that should be be happy like it should always be a fight for survival and always be depressing but that's me that's a personal preference on what i like so i i,
0: I think i would know, have less of a problem with that. it if it didn't serve just the purpose of okay we need to move her story along along so she has to be sad about these people dying like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really serve the plot at all like it it just it doesn't really do any. like you could have them like have her ejected by accident in space and have her crash land on this planet and it and the movie would be completely the same um yeah i mean that's fair you don't have to kill them like their deaths don't serve anything don't serve a purpose and i think that's what um that's what bugs me the most so
2: Okay, so you would definitely hate me as a suit, because if anybody came to me about, hey, look, we've got this script, we've got this storyline, it's very promising, but we don't know what to do with either these people or this mm-hmm. one character. Do I know what my <laughs> advice would be? Just kill him. <laughs> kill him. Kill him, kill him. <laughs> kill him off screen.
1: I, you know, the one, the one defense I think I will give for, the, um, for Newt dying, or at least, yeah, I'm going to say dying or at least being dead in the one part was that autopsy scene was a little bit tense for me. Like Mm -hmm. that actually held a lot of my attention. Maybe the fact that it was, it was shot weirdly and like you kept having like blood just like onto like the doctor. (laughs) And I was like, it's coming from Newt. like, and like that was gross to me. But like the fact that Ripley was like, okay, I hate this, but this needs to happen because I'm now very paranoid that there's an alien in her. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, that was a good character moment for me. And that could have happened yeah. with anyone, though. Like that, I guess it could have yeah. been anyone on the table, but I don't know. I, I liked that character moment, I think.
2: Well, that and seeing the girl's eyes for like the split second when they uncover the body, because they mm-hmm. do that in both in both of them. That's kind of jarring. Um, the one thing that I will say is that anyone who's seen enough suspense in like sci-fi movies knows that the aliens in Ripley when they show you the MRI scan during the opening credits, you know, you, you know, that's Ripley.
1: Was, was that what you, what you saw coming a mile away, Alan? Cause you said there was a plot twist that you saw coming a mile away here.
0: Yeah. I knew that it was going to be her who like, when she started saying like, I've got a headache. I was like, Oh, she, she's, she's got an alien in her. Oh,
2: uh, I yeah didn't. I yeah. Like, see, for me, it was when they were showing the MRI scans because, like, I was in college. I'd I'd seen a ton of sci-fi and like suspense by that point. And when they did the opening credits and and they showed the uh, the the face hugger on like the MRI scan, I was like, "That's got to be Ripley," just because of size comparison to how to you know like how big a face hugger is to how small a child's head is and how mm-hmm. and how you know and how that would actually look. Like, that's an adult's head and it's either one, and it's going to be her or Hicks. And I was like, right. it's going to be Ripley or Hicks. And then they show Rick's heads bashed in by the beam, which they show a lot more of that in the special edition. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking, like, face over here, jaw over here. Ooh, gross. Like, really, okay. really, 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 really good, gross out effect. I don't know that I needed that. Um, Yeah, and it was like, okay, you know, it's going to be her. Um, But I like the prisoners. I like the the the, the whole idea of it, and again, the, the 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 like world building aspect of this. Yeah. And I fully sympathize with people whose favorite Jurassic Park movie is Jurassic Park three, because Yay. those people are out there, and I sympathize with them because I like Aliens three and i feel like i'm in the same camp with them.
0: <laughs> well i think you bring up a good point like a lot of three threequels do get the 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 short end of the stick like there are mm-hmm. a lot of like third movies and franchises that are kind of shit on um can you guys think Devin can you think of any other threes that aren't as highly regarded as the first two because right away coming that what comes to my mind is spider-man 3 um
1: yeah I mean that's true so hold on before I come up with mine like what what do you think is the cause of that do you think like at the third one like the the um yeah
0: I think by the third third entry in a film I think some studios are like okay you've done great for these first two but this is what we want to see in the third one and I think you see that here with Alien 3 in the studio interference, and you see that in Spider-Man 3 with the inclusion of Venom, because Sam Raimi did not want Venom in that movie. That was right. that was Sony and Avi Arad saying, no, we're going to put Venom in this movie. This is what the fans want. This is what we want. This will make all the money. And I think the film suffers from, for that. Mm-hmm
1: mine is gonna i have a a way that it was good in a way that it was bad so a way that it was (laughs) bad is going to be um is going to be the godfather trilogy you come off of two award-winning films and the third one's just fine (laughs) uh and then the way that it was good was the army of darkness that one i think they were just like whatever we're doing whatever we want with it we don't (laughs) care and and i think army Um, of
0: darkness also like benefits from being so disconnected from the other two Exactly yeah. yeah. and I have not seen either of the films that you just mentioned, so:
1: But you haven't seen the Third Godfather.: What Godfathers what? have you seen?
0: One and two.: And you've never seen Army of Darkness. Never seen Army of Darkness. I've seen Evil oh, Dead One and two. Ah oh. well shoot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um I don't I can't really think of one at the Oh, um Beethoven 3.
1: You didn't want to pull Dark Knight trilogy, even though Alan and I no, were the No,
2: I, 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 I wasn't, because honestly, all I have is that one scene from one of the X-Men classic movies where the teenagers are walking away from the movie theater, oh. and the one character goes, the third one's always horrible, and they're walking out of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> 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 like... I- I just have that playing in my head. I love Return of the Jedi, but I have that scene rolling in my head right now, and I really can't think of anything else. So Beethoven Three is what I well, came out with.
0: <laughs> like that that joke in X Men, like that's also like a a, a poke at the X Men films because you look at X Men yeah. Three, um, the Last Stand, which is, it's not. There are like six more right. movies after that,
2: <laughs> as I as I like to call. it, the relocation of the Golden Gate Bridge, or whatever bridge that was—I don't was, really know. It was, it was, it was Golden, Golden Gate, bridge, Gate Bridge, but yeah, okay, good. You nailed it. The relocation of the Golden Gate Bridge. Hold on, this <laughs> okay. is
1: this is along the same topic, but a tangent. But I need to know, guys, how do we feel about Back to the Future Three?
0: I, I like, like. I like Back to the Future Three.
1: I like it. Is it the best one, or do you think it's the weakest of the three?
0: Is it the best? best of the best of the three films yes no back to the future one's the best i i film wise i i'd say back to the future back to the future three back to the future two no really like two two like it is the worst like two is the worst i i yeah from a from a from a storytelling standpoint like it does a lot of fun stuff but there's not Mm -hmm. real a lot of real story there i think in three you get to deep dive into doc's story a little bit more uh, okay. You change the setting a little, like a lot from the future to the old west. It's mm. a Western. You got a great Alan Silvestri score. You have Doc and Marty working together to figure out how they're going to get the DeLorean to 88 miles per hour using a train. I think there's a lot of things in there that the other, like back to the future 2 doesn't really have that problem solving. It's just like, Oh, Hey, we're going to go, go to the future. Okay. Now we're back in eighty-five. No, we're not. Piff's in charge. Like what? No, let's go back to 1955, and it does a lot of fun stuff. Like I like Back to the Future 2, but I think Back to the Future Three is a superior story.
2: I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't like westerns. Wow. Okay. Tune
0: in next week we're gonna make I, to watch a western.
2: I was thinking about it actually. Okay, so Back to the Future Three is a prime example to for me personally. As it had promise, but they said it in the whole Western American theme. If they would have done any other time period, even on the East Coast, they could have yeah. done that same time period on the East Coast. In some town that was trying to rebuild from the Civil War that was completely destroyed they, economically. Uh, and I would have been fine.
0: They couldn't do that, I though. don't like. That's fine. The rules of Back to the Future are, you can travel travel through time, not through space. That's why all three films are set in Hell Valley.
2: Okay, that's okay, fine. Then they should have picked a different era. I'm (laughs) like, I don't know what it is with me. Okay, but as soon as I see cowboys or a cowboy hat or like a like a western dust town or something, I completely lose interest. I tried to watch Cowboys and Aliens. I really did because that looked really, really cool. That's not a good one.
0: That's not a good example. And I
2: thought, no, 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 no. It's a perfect example because it was a western that I saw that science fiction was squished into, which is the same thing I thought about Back to the Future 3. I was like, okay. "Oh, cool. Okay, We're, fine. Uh, They're going to be doing sci-fi stuff, but it's going to be a western. Maybe this is enough sci-fi to me to overlook the whole cowboyness of it." And it wasn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it.
1: Wow. Okay. So you just completely changed my pick for for next week.
2: Oh man.
1: <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay. I want to try to change your mind because I think there are some good stories in 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 westerns. Like I think that not every I, western I am, is a good story. I think that some westerns are great stories.
2: And. I know because I've seen movies that are westerns that have really good stories, but I would have been more interested if that story took place in a different era. I, like I said, mm-hmm. it just it. I, oh look, I'm gonna. Well, I, I've, okay, I've got my rope. I've got my cowboy hat. I'm on a I, horse. I feel. I, bad don't that, I don't
0: care. I feel bad that I have to ask this, but Ryan, what is your take on Will Smith's Wild Wild West? <laughs>
2: I actually really like Wild Wild West. Of course you because do. Because it's Will Smith.
1: <laughs> of course you do. I'm
2: not here's, surprised. Here's, and here's why. And it's the same reason why I like Blazing Saddles. It makes fun of the genre. Because I hate the genre. So anything that makes fun of it, I'm all for.
1: So you don't want like a Western movie that takes itself seriously as a Western movie? like in, in- Anything
2: with the classic cowboy, western actors in it, I have no interest in.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Chad, Chad brought up a good one. And want to say Chad, I mean Chad, because Chad, Chad's in the uh, in the chat saying that you are dead to him, Ryan. He, he said, he said it saying, twice. Look, look. So.
2: this is something that is, to me, mm-hmm. is a preference of mine when it comes to movies. I am not saying... That westerns are bad. That they're crap. They shouldn't be made. I, I, I am saying that they are not for me. That's it. I'm no, curious. I get that,
0: that. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that too. I'm. I'm also curious what you would think of some more modern westerns. How modern are we talking?
1: Are we talking?
0: I'm thinking yeah. like what Chad mentioned in the chat. Unforgiven is probably a good one. Have you seen that, Devin? No. Okay.
1: I would watch it next week. <laughs> I have, are, or are we talking like 2012? Recently,
0: because I have a very
1: have... specific one for this one.
0: What do you have from 2012?
2: Django. I've seen that. You've I own seen it. Django. Do you... But you like that again? One. Yeah, because it turns the genre on its head. Does it though? I feel like it does. Anything? Okay give me a Western where it takes the most vulnerable people during that era and has them kicking everybody else's ass. Show me a Western where somebody who was disenfranchised during that era, completely demolishing what that era was. And I'm happy.
0: I mean, I think true grit would fit that with the, with the, the original, heavy. or the remake both.
1: Which one do you like more?
0: I've only ever seen the remake.
1: Ryan, have you seen True Grit? No. It's what we're watching. Dang it. That's the sixth <laughs> pick. The it's Coen Okay, Brothers. so. I love it.
2: Okay, so we were talking about the third and, you know, the <laughs> genre and everything. Yes. And they haven't made a third one from uh, Covenant yet, from the newer Alien films. Right. Um, and I really feel like we're never going to get it. Well, unless it's in production and. Unless it's in production that Alan knows about that I don't. So,
0: Ridley Scott has been doing the press a lot. And when he's not bashing Marvel movies and millennials for not going to see Ben (laughs) Allen, uh, (laughs) he he did announce that they were working on an alien TV series for FX or Hulu. Okay, good. So, an an alien project with Ridley Scott behind it is in development. It's kind of
2: cool. Good. That's that is that is good enough for me. Um, so, w- the way that this movie ends, the way that Alien Three ends, because because we really got sidetracked, and I know that there were other stuff we want to talk about, but I don't remember what it was anymore. Um, the the way that this movie ends, she falls into a vat and pretty much melts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Okay. So the next movie, Alien Resurrection, believe I got that right. Mm-hmm. Alien Four. Is going to be the next one that I have you guys watch at some point. Next few months, it's not gonna be right away. It'll be the same distance of time between I had you guys watch Aliens and then this one. Um, it is hated by a lot of people. Alan smacked his lips, so you know <laughs> that he already knows what's you know what's what's there. Now, Devin, because I really want to pick your brain on this. Ripley comes back
1: think i know about this i think
2: i know give me what you know
1: i know that this movie had potential i know that this movie was supposed to be like the most art housey of the movies yeah um and i think she comes back as a clone
2: okay okay good i good. think that's i good. think
1: and, and literally that's all i know of the plot i don't i isn't renona okay. Ryder a big deal in it
2: yeah she is she yeah, is that's all i know is is okay you, you've officially maxed me out and the actor who played the original Hellboys in it too,
0: Ron Perlman's in it, yeah. Ron, Perlman's Ron Perlman. in a?
2: Yeah. Aw. I. So with with the way that she melted, how do you feel about that though?
1: I don't like it. I genuinely don't. I I really like that as an end to her character. I've been trying to come yeah. up with a thought, all freaking podcast about this, where I feel like there's something to Ridley Ridley's character and motherhood. And I feel like there's some through line between the three of them that finally gets resolved when she, like, you know, birds to alien at the end that she kills. Like, I feel like that's the arc of that. And I don't yeah. like that they they decide to, like, ah, she's back.
0: No, I definitely agree. Um, I couldn't have said that better myself. Like, that's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It... Well, hold on. Well, Does the through it... line yeah. of motherhood mm-hmm. is, is in it pretty strongly does it add really strongly to
1: ripley the character though
2: i said this once before Mm -hmm. when we started when i started this alien movie thing with with you guys Mm -hmm. alien resurrection is to me a comic book i don't really take any of the stuff in it seriously i watch it for fun but they definitely try to carry a lot of the narratives from the from you know these three movies mm-hmm. into that one. And I have to say that there are two moments that are probably one of the most disturbing in film for me film watching history. There are mm-hmm. two moments in in this movie that make up some of the most disturbing things I've, I've ever seen in a film.
1: Well,
0: I'll have I, to I'll have to watch and guess what they are. I, I I'm sorry. I just saw uh, chat's comment of Alien Four. The Voyager that's fine. Film. <laughs> Where are your nuclear vessels?
2: Pretty much. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, that's what Alien R- Resurrection is for me. Now, yeah. once once we get past that one, that's when I'm going to be mixing them some things up with like the Predator films because oh. these movies I hold close to me yeah. and i just i want you guys to see them so that's why i'm going through even the bad ones <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> Well, and here's the thing is these movies were on my list to watch forever and like i purposely don't watch them in my free time because i want to watch them for this with you guys like yeah i i got into a mood to watch them lately but i was like no no i'll hold off i want to go
2: in fresh <laughs> I, and I'll I, do a better job of the whole theatrical special edition thing going forward.
0: I, I'm almost tempted <laughs> to ask you to skip Alien Resurrection and just move on to Alien vs. Predator or whatever you have next because... Are you really not that excited? Have you seen have it you before, seen it? Alan? I haven't seen it. I've only heard bad things about it. And the fact that it's written by Joss Whedon just doesn't...
1: doesn't. Just you're not excited about
0: it? I'm, I'm not excited. I'll watch it. If that's what's next, I'll watch it. Um. <laughs>
1: oh, I... I want to go into. I mean, it's mind.
0: Like, it's yeah. '90s Joss Whedon, so this is like Buffy era Joss Whedon. So maybe, maybe, okay. But maybe there's maybe there's a silver lining to this. But I don't know. I just think Here. it's I just think it's tacky to kill off your main character and then bring them back as a clone.
2: It is. It is 100. percent But one of the two most most disturbing things I've ever seen on film deals with the cloning process that's interesting then it deals with that like it 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 really shows you how far the company went to bring her back and just the horrors that are involved in that whole process um but yeah so i'm i'm happy that alien 3 gave you guys feelings regardless of what they were (laughs) um i knew uh like i said i really like you know i feel for people who like jurassic park 3 because i feel like this is comparable to like how good a series started out and then where it ended up three movies later Mm -hmm. um it could have been a lot better i'll fully admit that as a fan of this film but for what i can get out of it i find it to be the most watchable for uh-huh. myself personally um the theatrical uh the special edition version more than what the theatrical version is mm-hmm. um because once you see that special edition and then you go back and watch the theatrical release you can almost tell like okay yeah that scene doesn't cut right that scene doesn't <laughs> cut right this isn't edited the right way you right. know like you really see that um and because the movie yeah sorry
0: so <laughs> the, i did i looked it up quick the the, the special edition cut you're talking about is the assembly cut of the film. So that's like the the big yeah. big film that they showed to them and then like okay, we're going to we're going to trim it up here and there. So this is what like test audience would test audiences would have seen almost a year oh, wow. in advance. So Yeah. But oh. they went back and like okay. finished and, it and color corrected stuff and added effects. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Um and one and one more thing cuz uh prior one more thing before we wrap up, the special effects. I wanted to talk about in this because mm-hmm. they're they're bad. Um, the reason why they're bad is because they were originally planning on doing a lot of puppets. Um, they even built a dog suit for a dog to wear uh, yeah. when it was going to be the like dog-shaped one. Yeah. Um, and that's why Ripley said this one doesn't move like the ones I've seen before because it wasn't chest-bursted out of a human. It was done at... Uh, it was done out of a four-legged animal. Mm-hmm. Um, there were supposed to be a lot more puppets in this. And because the studio wanted certain shots and wanted things to be done differently, they pretty much took the... They they let them have half half the time they normally would have had to do the CGI shots. So what oh. you're looking at is rushed work. And why the alien doesn't even fit the lighting of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, to me, it looks so bad. Um, especially when it's doing the whole handicam thing, running through all the tunnels when they're trying to get the lead thing figured out. It looks horrible and yeah. during that scene.
1: And, you know, during that scene, I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where the alien is in relation to some of the people that I'm following right now. I can't tell if this person's safe or not. Like, until, like, they close the door on the alien and you see, like, alien in person, then I get it. But they did so much weird, like, jump editing in it that I was like, I don't, I don't really and, know
2: what's happening. And if you see that the special edition or the assembly cut, mm-hmm. you you get more time to learn the prisoners. So right. even though all the prisoners look identical, you get to know the names better. So yeah. when they're talking to each other, you have a better idea of who they are. And just to give you an idea, like, when they're painting or using the paintbrushes to like put the flammable stuff all over the place Mm -hmm. they focus in on two of them in in the tunnels and there is a scene where they're talking about getting high off the fumes like that you know like that kind of stuff yeah they completely cut out and i mean you're right you don't get a chance to really get involved with with the prisoners Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's one of the biggest Tragedies, I guess, of the film. No, I can see that. So yeah, so I'm I'm good. I'm done. I'm done going okay. over it. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, all
0: right. Well, I think that does it for this week's episode on Alien Three. Oh, real quick, I wanted to tell you guys about Ripley's ending in the the audio play. Oh yeah. Um, so I told you she's in a coma the whole time. Guess how they mm-hmm. they 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 end her arc in that in that story. How. They shoot her off into space in her in her med pod.
1: What do yeah, they? It's weird. Do they?
0: It's weird. Oh,
2: yeah. that's a little um, strange. R- to, Ripley would have liked. I mean, S- S- Sigourney Weaver would have liked that, though. And then,
0: you, and then you could have alien. This alien three happen, like without them dying, of course, because they're not there. But like she could crash, still crash land on the lice-ridden planet, and that's true. Um, all right. Well, that does it oh. for this. Well, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, they also show the lice that they keep on talking about in the movie and the special edition cut. The lice is everywhere. Good. Wow. Gross. And they good. show it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. They
0: show it a bit in the uh, theatrical cut, too, like in the pipes and stuff.
2: Yeah, but I'll put it to you this way the bull, the ox that they drag into the meat locker is cu- it's covered <laughs> in You've glass. done such a bad job selling place. me
0: on this special edition. That's the nail in hey, the hey, coffin. Look. I'm not watching that. I
2: I will tell you that if you don't like the theatrical version on the points that you were talking about, mm-hmm. you're not going to have your uh, opinion changed about the special edition. I, I'm, Devin, I'm
0: intrigued by it because I like the... like. i much rather see David Fincher's version of this than whoever Mm -hmm. the Fox executives were in the 1990s versions of this. Yeah. Like you just know somebody in Nakatomi Plaza was like, okay, (laughs) this is good, but it could be better. Mm -hmm. Let's make it a dog instead of an ox.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, pretty much. And then Devin, I feel like my explaining the changes would get you interested to actually watch a special edition because Mm -hmm. your points was the lack of development on the side characters and the special edition does that well that's what I wanted I wanted to care about any of them yeah I mean you you, you also there's only one thing about the theatrical cut that's kind of weird though because you you never see a dog and then the one guy's like Spike Spike is that you and you're like who's Spike why is he saying Spike gross but anyway that's (laughs) it
0: All right. Now well, I'm done. <laughs> that does it for our discussion on Alien, Alien 3. Uh, tune in next week for Devin's pick, which will be the Coen Brothers. Uh, what year was that? 2011? 2010. 2010. It's 2010. Oh, 2010. Wow. So 2010 uh, remake of True Grit starring Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld.
1: Did not know she was in that. Holy oh, cow. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then tune in the following week for our Christmas special special where we will have each other watch uh, a Christmas-themed episode of television. I think we all – do all three of us have our picks already? Devin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devin, I know yep. you were on the f- fence yesterday. No, I got it. Okay. Uh, got it. But in addition to our Christmas special special, that will also be our episode where we, where we review Spider-Man No Way Home and find out who is the winner of the Spider-Bet Um. No, it will be me it'll be me um, so and and I think I have an idea for something else we can do in there that's not spider-man related so uh, okay. I'm going to talk to you guys about that right after we end this so don't let me forget um, but until next time you can if you're watching us on twitch go ahead and hit that follow button if you're watching us here on youtube uh, hit that subscribe button to, for our to catch up on all previous episodes and special bonus content that we upload from time to time You can also listen to you have to watch this podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, we're clear. Okay. So we didn't get to do the, uh,
2: recording oh, yeah. how is that almost uh one uh one gig sound file i sent you last week
1: Woof. <laughs> did you just like forget to press stop
2: yeah i did i forgot to press stop and i sent alan like the size of like a nine nine eight size like file <clears throat>
1: Did it really? <laughs> oh. What what happened to it? Ew. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you know. hmm yeah, that's strange
2: uh, quick shivers. I feel like the response time of my camera is slow for what <laughs> You two all in HD and everything showing and me stuck in, like, I don't know, 2007.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty (laughs) much.
2: I don't know what was worse, the camera or the printer. I think it was the printer. Cool, cool. waiting for it to go over to facebook there we go
0: testing two okay
2: i like the layout yeah that's cool
0: like i said i'm glad i did it last night (laughs) yeah Oh, I think I told Ryan this because I sent into to the wrong chat. But, Devin, remember uh-huh. last week when I said I I went from doing all the podcasts to no podcasts? Yeah. Tuesday night, I ended up on another podcast.
3: Did, like you, really af- did you After one? we
0: recorded. Nerf Herders Assemble because they were um, talking about Ghostbusters. And I was like, hey, Josh, I can finally talk to you about this movie. Let's talk. <laughs> so, Good. All right. Alright, that is shared. Let's go live. Let's do it. You Ready? Ready. I don't like my hair, but yeah. whatever. Hey, everybody. Oh, hey. Um, Hi. We're here. We're live. Uh, I,
1: I don't know why I do this. I feel like I have to wave, and I do this like at work, too. Like when we're like doing video calls and stuff, I have to like wave high and bye. I don't get it. I just realized it's a weird thing today. It,
0: Yeah, it is. But it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. And you should feel bad about it.
0: I don't feel bad. You should. <laughs> I don't.
1: Good. As long as you don't, uh, it's all the matter. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to adjust my lighting because I don't like how I look.
1: Why? I think it looks great. There we go. Here. There.
0: I can do that too, but I, I, I don't want to.
1: This is this is the uh, only thing I got going. This is otherwise just all a white void. So this is like yeah. the only thing I have. You went from in being the...
2: Sith to Jedi. <laughs> I did
1: somebody <laughs> said that they look like lightsabers? I'm like, how do they look like lightsaber?
2: I mean, I get that they're like they do. colorful on, in lines. On on my screen, they do. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, just they do. I'm
1: like, I'm too close
2: for it. It, it looks yeah. like a solid light. It doesn't look like individual lights. Oh, mm. that's cool. Then I like that much better.
0: I was going to actually pull out a lightsaber, but I don't have one near me.
1: Oh, that makes one of us.
0: <laughs> I have I one. Just have it's just handy. across the room, and my force isn't working today. Uh,
2: I, <laughs> Good. I, I trump you all with my Buddha Fry from Futurama. That's actually really cool. To be
1: fair, <laughs> I don't have many, like, nerd props around me. That's really the only thing. This is, like, a pretty, like, strictly annoyingly work desk.
2: Oh, I mean, right next to me, too, I have, like six sports figurines too so i mean (laughs) i balance things out pretty well
0: (laughs) okay we ready to get into today's show
1: yeah man let's do it
0: all right let's do it